Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell uh, with me, Seb. And me, Robbie. Uh, for episode 23 and our continuation and final jer- step of our journey through Fear Street. This time hitting on 1666. I got it right this time. <laughs> yeah, last time yeah. I did. <laughs> he kept saying, what was it he kept saying 1664. last time? 1664. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you haven't, um, then feel free to go back and listen to part one and part two, uh, episode 21 and episode 22, looking at Fear Street 1994, which is probably why you were saying 1664, (laughs) and Fear Street 1978. Um, And as always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button um, and leave us a nice review and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Um, It is extremely hot over here in the UK. (laughs) So this episode is going to be uh, full of lots of, mind melting uh sentences yeah and just general disillusions probably our standard cast me to hell raw style of uh just all over the shop not having much clue what's going on it sometimes or just like last time i think i had many inappropriate moments where i was like innuendos were yeah, popping up occasionally innuendos, didn't i did they, it happens every once in a while when you're talking it just the innuendos appear but when you turned up today i was just hanging brain and you knocked on my door yeah there was uh, he was not wearing all much clothing yeah so it's very um, hot over. it's very hot i've enjoyed myself a little ale you are. after a long day of work yeah um and i was i was at a wedding uh yesterday extremely hot day to wear a suit um, and if you follow us on uh, Twitter uh, at CMTH Podcast, you'll know I was keeping people up to date of being on in the never zone of the hotel. Um, <laughs> nothing on TV, so I watched Love Island, and I, I'm worried that I might now be addicted to it. <laughs> and I said I'd give a special shout out to um, Ollie and Beth for inviting me to the wedding. Um, I hope you have a beautiful life together, and it was a beautiful day. And they do listen to the show, so oh, I've, lovely. Yeah, it's not, it's not just a shout out. Congrats from me as well. Yeah, it's not just a shout out that they'll never hear. Yeah, um, <laughs> into so, the abyss. Yeah, so <laughs> let's just jump straight into it then, Epo. So this is obviously part three of the Fear Street trilogy, um, and obviously this has been a bit of a, a time hopping franchise. It certainly has. We've jumped around in all different uh, time zones, including ones that we don't even necessarily know exact dates for certain ones, but we've seen other serial killers and things like that from different points in time and things like that. Yeah. So it's constantly been like a, a jump around and we've constantly been questioning how, I think every episode, although last time we were much more after 78, we were much more willing to like, okay, I, I accept where we go with this journey. And I still think that this one still kind of, we it still didn't go anywhere where we quite expected it to go. No, there was a couple of twists and turns. Um, some, you know, that we could, you could potentially expect were coming. Some, not so much. Um, overall, I think it was, it, it was quite a satisfying conclusion to the uh, trilogy. Um, yeah, the, the thing that kind of kicked me off straight away, uh, because you know, if you've watched this and you kind of and you've watched sixteen sixty six and you've been keeping up with us, you know that at the end, uh, Dina kind of sees what's happened to Sarah Fear, and the first part of sixteen sixty six is kind of dedicated towards that. Um, I think when we were watching this, we were kind of expecting the whole thing to just kind of be 1666, weren't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. It, this is one of the things that completely threw me off was that structure. 
that yeah. change in structure. And yeah, there is a there is quite a sudden uh, change that kind of occurs uh, where we we switch. So later on, we go from 1666 to 1994 Part Two. Yeah, and that is kind of a, a like we'll get. So obviously 1666 first, but that is what I talk about. This structure where we weren't quite sure how they were going to map it out, how they were going to yeah. do it across the time. I mean, I'm very glad that this wasn't the case and we got 78 and part of that and only part, uh, a part, you know, of, a part of it. Yeah. That we weren't constantly doing this. I'm glad that there was only a little bit of 1994 and 78. Um, but with this one, it definitely felt a little bit like you. we were kind of there like, I don't know. Well, we watched. We watched when it got to part two. We were like, "Damn, how far through is it?" And it was only an hour in, and we were like, "Yeah." We we felt like it had been longer. We felt like we were most of the way through, like the the film at that point. We I was thinking, "Oh, we it's must gonna be, be wrapping up. We must be sure. wrapping up." And it's like, "Oh shit, it's only an hour in." I don't know whether that's a positive. Like, I don't know. Like, I was I was into it, but it felt like it had come to a conclusion, which I guess it was coming to a conclusion. Yeah, just not the clue conclusion we were <laughs> expecting. I don't know why it felt like we'd been sat there longer. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think because this has got a very kind of, not completely contemporary feel to it, um, but uh, I know I've heard a lot of people shout out things like The Witch and Robert Eggers kind of film and things yeah. like that. That kind of like very, it, it's not exactly full on, um, it's not exactly full on like horror. It's very slow build, a lot of tension. A lot of strange goings on, and yeah, um, particularly one. I didn't 1666. Even, I didn't even say in my head it was a, it was a little bit midsummer at times as well, like that a kind of bit, stuff. Yeah. That kind of like you're getting drip feed little bits of. But when I say I, when I say 1666, like the other two, was a straight on slasher horror. No, it's not. No, it's not a slasher. It isn't fair. It's not a slasher in any term. 1666. No, that part of it anyway. <laughs> no, it kind of goes. It, I mean. <laughs> watching because i was just watching it back for before uh, seb turned up so i could kind of refresh my mind with it um and it is quite interesting the first thing that i noticed was when we were watching it the kind of sudden sh you have to prepare yourself almost for the sudden shift from a lot more i say contemporary when i'm talking about something that's kind of set in 94 and 78 but something that feels a lot more modern and then kind of taking a jump way back, you know, 300 years or so, and, and becoming a Puritan almost kind of thriller in the way in which it's, it kind of reminded me of the first time I watched The Village, you know? Yeah. And you kind of have to brace yourself and prepare yourself for this kind of shift in kind of the way in which the, some of the characters are acting, the, the language that yeah. they use. And kind of, I mean, th I think it took me a couple of minutes to adjust to that. Um, and I would I would say that um, interestingly enough, I found that uh, Tiana Madeira, who plays our central lead, uh, Dina, actually I found her better when she was playing Sarah Fear than when she was playing Dina. I think Sarah Fear is a lot more of an interesting character than potentially Dina is. Yeah. Um, because obviously this is this is almost like a flashback, but it doesn't it doesn't feel as if it's a flashback because it's an hour yeah. and you're seeing a lot of the people. Who you know we we have um, you know the the person who played uh, Tommy Slater. A lot of the characters in this kind of come back and play. The, I don't know if it's supposed to be the potential ancestors for all of them. We know that kind of um, the person who plays Nick Good, uh, Ashley Zuckerman, 
uh, Zuckerman comes back uh, as Solomon Good, his ancestor. Um, and uh, we do, I don't know if everybody's playing kind of the ancestors or something like that, but it's quite, it's quite, it, it felt a bit American Horror Story esque in the way in which a lot of the actors came back to reprise kind of different roles. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, the one I was like thinking, so we had the obviously the Dina, Sass, Sarah, Fear kind of. <laughs> one uh, and then we also had olivia scott welsh as um as she was sam in 1994 and she's hannah miller in yes this one quite a key part and again you're talking about how dina was was better um i also found that H- hannah miller was more interesting than sam yeah. and also the relationship which has a lot of mirror with yeah. dina and sam in 1994 it's a very similar it's like different times. One's a little bit more, a little bit more accepting, not completely in 1994, yeah. but much more than 16. Definitely. <laughs> um, but again, that relationship was much more interesting this time around. I found. Yeah, Whereas definitely. First, I had a, I had a problem with the relationship the first time around, and that <laughs> that wasn't the kind of relationship yeah. as I mentioned in previous episodes. Um, I actually, I actually really liked that they went in that direction with the relationship. That kind of pulled the rug under our feet. That we thought that Peter was actually Sam and the boyfriend. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't feel like there was actually. I couldn't feel much chemistry there. I couldn't. Yeah, I, definitely. And generally, it just felt like it was being forced that they were so in love when we'd spent so long, kind of really not liking Sam for a lot of it. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-four. But here, straight away, you kind of. You kind of, I don't know, you could see the connection, you could see how much, and especially when the two begin to get broken apart and things like that as we move on with the story, yeah. we definitely get a lot more interesting kind of side of this. Um, but it was great seeing all of the cast yeah. back and getting a chance to play different roles. Uh, I don't think, I don't think, because like that, uh, obviously Samantha is Samantha Fraser and she's Hannah Miller, so I think different there's only a, there's only really the goods are I think are the main ones that like because they're the ancestral family almost aren't they that have kind yeah. of gone through time. Um, the rest of them I don't really think are playing like their ancestors so much, but they are. Yeah, I apologise for these pings. Um, I'm currently on annual leave, um, and we use. Uh, my, my work laptop so somebody is posting uh one of my work colleagues is posting in a in a chat and it keeps pinging up even though i've closed that so i do apologize for that uh, <laughs> carry on sir <laughs> um but no yeah uh, about that kind of tonal shift i mean i felt it as well because i guess not, uh, 1978 1994 with these big soundtracks and these big, like, um, you know, heavy 90s soundtrack, he- heavy, like, 60s and 70s kind of soundtrack in in 78. Um, they were really, really, like, present. And you felt them. Whereas now we've got a really nice Marco Bertrami's music, like, soundtrack has now changed to this very kind of all about the violins and the, you know what I mean? All yeah. of that very orchestral kind of sound. And it completely matches the tone. And as you said, getting used to their accents and things like that as well took a bit of a second to be like, which ones are doing it well, which ones are doing it, you know. But they all pulled it off pretty well and they all seemed like very different characters than they'd previously played. Yeah, definitely. The ones that got a chance anyway. So some of them came back, but were only in it for a very short amount of time. Yeah, so I think the you know the person who had played uh, Dina's brother, uh, Benjamin Flores Jr., uh, who, yeah. you know, came back. He he was cut, he was killed off quite quickly. Yeah, he's Henry this time. Wasn't yeah, he's he was Henry. Josh. And then, um, you know, the uh, Sadie Sink, who had played Chris, you know, 
uh, Ziggy in '78 came back as Constance, but yet again, it was only a minor role. She and was very, she was very minor. Like we were saying, oh, she, I was like, oh, she's back. That's nice because I really yeah. liked her in '78. But she is very minor in this one, and playing a little bit younger than I think she's meant to be in. Uh, I think she seemed like she was a bit younger, like she was acting yeah. a little bit more childish than she was as Ziggy kind of thing. I think she was meant to be a slightly younger, especially where it goes. Yeah, with her children. Um, um, and the, the, both Henry and Ziggy are kind of related to the kind of, there's only one really major horrific moment I kind of found in it. Like in this, like there's some horrible yeah. moments, more like, more like torture based moments kind of thing or, or suspenseful moments, but there's only one yeah. really graphic or horrific kind of death. Unlike the other two that had quite a lot of gory deaths. Yeah. This one has a very minimum, like I say minimal death count because there's actually quite a sizable, <laughs> but we don't really see death yeah. in this one. So I think, you know, um, before we kind of get on to that, um, I think it, it's it's interesting because this is obviously very much the, the origin of Sarah Fear and, and the the court, the, the curse on the town. Um, so we, we go back to 1666 and we're kind of at, you know, Sunnyvale and Shadyside. Um, it's called Union before it was split, and it's kind of a small Puritan town. Um, and it's there's something within this that kind of made me kind of when we look at Puritan Puritanism or that kind of time period, we often forget about you know we we think quite a lot about the witch hunts. Um, I know in America with kind of Salem and stuff like that, it's a lot bigger. In the UK, we did have we did have witch hunts, but it's not something that is particularly talked about or it's not very well known i don't think no. um and we uh, there's this bit where you know a lot of the the younger characters are kind of talking about going to the woods and having kind of like a party when you know when all the adults are asleep and that was something that i really enjoyed because we kind of forget that even though there was you know it was a uh, this time period of you know purity and living for the land and kind of living for god you kind of forget that people were still young and did still yeah. want to have fun and that kind of stuff. And even though the, you know, the, the fun that they have is dancing around a fire and drinking Applejack, yeah. it's kind of like or having some mystery berries and having these berries. It's kind of, a, it's, it's still interesting to see the fun. Um, and obviously we, we have this scene where um, uh, there's some good foreshadowing, but we have the, you know, the young people going there and then we see, um, we see Hannah and Sarah fear um, at the, I, don't, I want to call it a party. I'm just going to call it a party. It's a party. It's a 1660s, 100 party. Party in like it's 1666, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and that's where we kind of, you know, we were, we see this um, kind of love between Sarah Fear and Hannah. And I think it's, it's very clear once you see this and you see the parallels between Dina and Sam's in, you know, in the future. Whilst I don't think it's so much that, you know, the souls what we're supposed to be together. I've seen that stuff online. Mm. I think this is it's more just about showing the kind of how the time has changed and particularly what led to Sarah Fear. And we see this kind of um, you know, we see them basically like get intimate at a rock, don't we? Yeah. Um and I actually said to you, like, I don't think I'd want to eat sixteen hundreds personally. <laughs> and a sixteen hundred dick is probably really horrible even, as well even as rat, like just as rancid <laughs> yeah just as rancid and unwashed <laughs> um, but it, you know it's they kind of share this intimate moment and then there's like a, a 
they hear something in the forest, don't they? Or they feel like they're being watched, so yeah. they decide to run away. And then um, this this was the the kind of design choice, which kind of felt strange to me, was that they they then openly kiss in the village at night when they assume everyone's asleep. But you know, Mad yeah. Thomas is watching. Yeah, we we both met. We both talked. I remember we both sat there. They're like, okay, so they've just run, they've just run away, and they're ri- and the constant conversation at that point is talking about how they've, oh god, have we been seen? Have we not yeah. been seen? Or have we been seen? And then as soon as they get out the front of one of the houses, yes, it still seems to be just about on the outskirt of the village, but still, it is like you're back in the houses, and now you're deciding to have, a, you know, a, 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 an okay length of a kiss right in front. It just seems like. Did you just learn nothing from that kind of thing? Is the, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're the one that just thought someone could still be following you, watching you, and you start, it just, it seems an odd moment. It doesn't yeah. quite fit. Um, but then we, we flip to the next day. This is something that, you know, on second watch, and watching it the first time I did kind of enjoy, is that we then see the darkness overtake the village. Yeah. Um, so kind of before this, there's some foreboding moments when they're going to get these berries from uh, from a widow, yeah. who lives on the outskirts of the witchy. village who's like a you know old school witchy and they're kind of supposed to you know these berries are supposed to make you kind of trip and see the other side yeah and then sarah fear encounters this book of kind of incantations and you know a devil worshiping book but then they run away you know once they've got the berries so this whole kind of thing has been leading up about kind of sarah and what's going on and then the next day you know, the, this pig has eaten all of its young, and the whole village is kind of start yeah. has this darkness over it. It does lots of things. So, the, biting into apple and the apples mold yeah. on the inside, crops, foods on table are just rotting and already started to mo- go moldy, even though they've just been baked and things like that. Yeah, all just think the, the the pig scene is quite disgusting. Like quite yeah. like, oh, like okay because it's quite detailed you see like the the leftovers of the uh, the baby pig's head as they's like munching inside it like yeah. inside of it and it's um, that kind of and it, then we get quite a kind of uh badass when sarah's just like straight away hand me the axe hand me the axe yeah henry's like sick while she's just there and goes straight for it and goes yeah putting the, you know putting the, the piggy down, down. and um, we we also we see that um you know pastor miller which is uh which is sam's father starts to show the signs that Cobby Slater had done in the future and that the killers had done. Yeah. So, you know, for somebody who, when you're watching this, having seen 94 and 78, you know that shit's going down and you know that this is the start of something. And Sarah, you know, Sarah Fear starts to question herself and starts to question, you know, because she's, she's given into her sin. And obviously in, in that kind of Puritan era, I mean, even sex before marriage was a sin, you know, let alone same, <laughs> same sex. So, you know, she she starts questioning whether she's kind of brought this upon the village, whether her and Sam's actions have done this. And then, you know, she finds that her dog's in the well and Mad Thomas is kind of ranting about how dark this has fallen. And you you could just kind of, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not like uh, the previous two installments where it's about kind of deaths and it's about it has that slasher feel this is more no about killer, kind of, there's no yeah, killer chasing there's no killer one. chasing there's no stalking it's just about tension building and it's just about foreboding and it's about it, something it very much there. looks much more away from the kind of slasher again it doesn't even feel too much like the nostalgia this is the one that feels closest to its own kind of thing definitely yeah um, for this part anyway 
And um, I think it goes much closer to the other themes that we found in it, like the themes about the community and the themes about like the change and the, the split between it and the, the adversaries they kind of have between each other in a town and those deeper. And that's kind of what we're delving into here, because these are the answers we want, really. We've already got the killers, the slashes, the thing like that. Yeah. But w- the one we really don't know about is why? the witch. Yeah, it's yeah. the witch. It is What's the, the curse and why and what was that weird blobby thing in the middle yeah. of the... So that's kind of that's where we're delving into like here. One thing it said about Mad Thomas and the guy who played Tommy, he plays Mad Thomas. Yeah. Um and it's it's a completely different kind of role. He's very good. He's very good in it, actually, I found. Yeah, let's give him a shout out. Um, um Mr. Mad Thomas. Mr. Um, Mad Thomas. <laughs> where where is Mad Thomas? Uh, McCabe Sly. Sly. Yeah, McCabe, McCabe Sly. Sly. As Mad Thomas and yes, Tommy McC- Slater. That's it, McCabe Sly. Shout yeah. out McCabe Sly. Big old Tommy. Um, um, so yeah, so we've got all of all of this kind of foreboding and this darkness throughout the village. And then um, we've got Solomon very much, Solomon Good um, very much as his 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 brother, um, El- Elijah, and uh, many others are, are kind of not given some of the men and don't look like the best kind of thing. Uh, for instance, uh, I'm saying Dina, but, but I mean, Sarah Fear's father's kind of painted in a very negative light kind of thing. He's not exactly a great dad. He seems like a bit of a drunk, uh, you know, things like that. And we get um, Elijah, the other brother, who seems to be only out for himself a little bit. And you can see that kind of why Elijah might be the first of those goods to really split off and be more of the, the yeah. wealthy or the rich of the town. Well, what is he um, in this? He's... he's um... I can't remember the name of it. Is he, is he an alderman or something like that? You know, so he's, I, I believe, alderman is kind of like the head of the village. Yeah, he is kind of like the head. And Solomon has been painted very much as the person who's gone away from that and he's gone to his village. We get a hint of his his uh, child and his wife are dead. Yeah. We don't know why. We but, don't know why. And it's not, re- it's not really necessarily mentioned, but we can kind of go to where maybe it's gone. But you get that kind of foreboding of that, but he seems so calm and so nice. And for Sarah, he seems so calm and so nice. And he's very much painted as kind of the male hero here. Yeah. Like he was in, like Nick was in 78. Yeah. As very much that. Um, and I guess like at times, but he didn't get as much. It would have been nicer maybe if 1994 had painted the cop a little bit more of a hero. Cause then in which case you'd have a nice, the same, a similar reveal across the yeah. three films. Um, but I guess that's why they stayed away from it in the first, but, um, you've got all of these like males like and Solomon's very much painted that. And he, this is, this is when we go back to Pastor Miller. And this yeah. is our big kind of horrific scene. And again, Solomon's very much seen to take the lead and the charge here. He's come, out of the village and he comes back because he can see that something is changing and things like that. Yeah. Um, almost more looks like he's looking kind of around at what's changing kind of in the village. And then we have about all of the children are gone and the, all the children are gone and they've all been locked inside. Well, there's, of yeah. The there's church. a paddock, isn't it? Yeah. Pastor Miller has kind of uh, locked several of the children in, in the, in the chapel. chapel. Um, and there, there's, I mean, we'll talk about that scene before I speak about the foreboding of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, yeah, as Seb was saying, you know, Solomon kind of takes the lead on this and decides to break in uh, with the help of a couple more of the village lads. And when they break in, they find out that kind of Pastor Miller has murdered the children, you know, yeah. and has 
removed his eyes and the children's eyes you know yeah it's it's really it's really nicely done though it's quite because solomon won't let anyone in at first yeah he sees what's kind of happened and then you get this long where you can't see the children all of their heads are kind of bent down in a very kind of creepy kind of you're not sure religious you're not sure, cult yeah. kind of you're way. not sure if they're praying or you're not really sure what's no going on. um and this includes so this is the part that includes so um um uh, sarah's brother yeah and henry henry yeah that's how i was looking for the word the <laughs> name there um all, all of them are inside of their uh, henry and uh, you can just see and they're looking around and it is literally all of the ones people who you like henry who you expect to stick around a bit longer who you didn't expect to see yeah. um and as we see that close-up of his eyes missing which is really hard and then we turn and see there's like eyes there's like a, just a pile of eyes in the middle yeah. of the and we look around you see that all of the children are quite like it just the way they look down you start to see from the side the kind of eyes just like dripping blood around the edges and and sarah kind of runs over to henry and like well <laughs> obviously screams when she yeah. realizes his <laughs> eyes are gone and he's dead um it's, it's 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 a really nicely played out um kind of slow kind of horror moment which is really beautifully presented uh but at the same time um i guess it was a little bit of a this is another tone change is that this is kind of the first moment of horror we kind of really, apart from the pig maybe, like yeah. th that we really get in this. And it does it does again feel like it's it's not unusual because uh, again, 78 didn't have anything until about 40 odd minutes in, did yeah. it? But it does, it, it does definitely feel a bit like slower to get to that point of when's the horror part of this kind of coming? Yeah. I guess a little bit of my horror inside of me was saying, <laughs> when's the horror coming? And when this came, I expected it to start to ramp up a bit more. Yeah um but it's it's interesting with the pastor because the pastor then just tried to attack he tries to attack sarah but she's just about saved by solomon by solomon away. again and then yeah and then uh solomon uh is uh manages to off the uh the with, pastor with a pitchfork which is pretty cool yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty badass <laughs> um and then there's you know then that moves on where they have a town you know a town meeting and they're kind of because they decide that witchcraft is the only kind of reason for this solomon is trying to keep people you know uh, is trying to keep people calm and saying, well, you know, he's just got rid of the, you know, the evil and the person who did this and to kind of let it go and to kind of move on from it. Yeah. But the rest of the village are kind of spurring up, you know, there's witchcraft and there's got to be something like this. Yeah. One of them, kind of, one of the, um, one of the guys, I think he's, I'm trying to remember who he, who he played in 1994. Um, Simon. So he's Isaac in this um and he's kind of saying that you know yes they went out and they you know had a party but they're young and it's not a crime yeah. and then they're kind of being called heretics um and then that is where caleb who I, I i i'm sure i caught this on second viewing but caleb is peter in 1994 i didn't realize that at first because i thought peter was was quite a small part i didn't notice it oh yeah yeah um and Caleb was kind of shunned earlier at the party and kind of publicly embarrassed by um, by Sarah. Yeah. He, had so, a, he had a little stiffy. <laughs> yeah, he had a little stiffy uh, in front of the crowd. And then uh, Sarah took the piss out of him. Well, kind of, you mean he tried to have his way with Sarah? He did have Sarah, to have so. his way. He was trying to force himself kind of onto her. Uh, and she comes back at him, but you kind of know that that's going to come back to Sarah when it happens. Yeah. You're like, we're both there, like, oh, that's not going to go well, is it? Yeah. 
We were um, kind of, I guess we could see this, like we knew where this was going. We knew, knew, you, know, yeah. like, you knew the witch kind of thing was coming. Obviously, it's, it's yeah. being played up across the, all of the episodes kind of thing. So you knew where it was kind of coming. Um, but it, I think this scene is, is, is great because we, we know that, I mean, I, I actually looked into a bit of the UK um, witchcraft kind of, you know, witch trials and witch hunts. Mm. And they reckon that there was kind of 500 to 1,000 people who were, killed uh you know or burned alive drowned, or hung, burned, drowned, drowned whatever, or whatever it is, yeah. under the witch you know witch hunts and 90 percent of it was women um and okay. yeah and we and kind of you know we we know just from kind of history and, and reading a lot of this stuff that it, it was very it was a lot to do with sexism it's a yeah. lot to do with you know the patriarchy and stuff like that and having this you know kind of scene just kind of shows that that puritan kind of it was vibe, just, it was all it? men in it was all it's men just, in a room yeah because kind of like several again so it kind of the scene does it it's not just in one sitting though you see several times like this well, they go over several kind of meetings yeah. and it continues to build and build and i you think know it's where... the same meeting actually is it? Um, oh, I thought yeah it was several no, it's like, just... different scenes so caleb um who's obviously you know being being shut down by sarah and sam spurns this bullshit that he you know sam was seducing him and then you know led with the de- led with oh, the yeah, devil yeah. and then he was like and i saw sarah fear do it as well both of them did because he's just he's just an asshole he's just been you know we were, had, just, been we were just there looking like who the fuck keeps giving mad thomas yeah. any time to speak well mad like, thomas is the only one who actually saw them together yeah um and mad thomas is like yes i saw them together but then you get shot and i think this is probably why you think it was loaded different meetings but then all of the men are just suddenly oh, it, like, oh it, yeah it does a little bit I of saw a, yeah, that's why it does a, yeah, it's like a little like montage of like different yeah. men speaking continue and it is it's all men and the meeting is mainly all it's men. just men it's just the boys it is just all the boys just having a say and so all the women are on the outside doing yeah. that doing their chores or whatever well, the in the yeah. houses i mean it's i guess it's and it's probably it's reflective of the time yeah um I'm guessing <laughs> we yeah, were yeah, alive then. Uh, yeah, but in, it's it just shows that kind of how the persecution is there and kind of how they're hunted to it. Um, and well, it's pretty much any. It was pretty much very much known that any woman who kind of showed herself to have a voice, yeah, was basically. pretty much like you're a witch. You're speaking witch. <laughs> yeah, goddamn witches everywhere. Like, and, and that's the the. I mean, it is horrible that this kind of shit happened, but watching it. It's it's kind of so it's so shit it's so bad that it becomes laughable because all of it they're kind of saying you know it's witchcraft it's witchcraft and then as soon as Seraphian and Hannah, Hannah Miller Hannah Miller are mentioned everybody's just going witches witches yeah it's, just boom boom witches it's just That's how it. ridiculous it is it's yeah. just looking for someone to blame for any like yeah for just so anything the higher um, power and then um, obviously Hannah and Sarah are watching this so. The town give chase to them, um, and Hannah kind of gets knocked. Hannah gets She gets forced. So Sarah kind of runs off into the wilderness, and then this is kind of where we, where we come back to um, a bit of a, an interesting thing, mm-hmm. and I think the, the character of Sarah Fee. I think once you once you know that she, there's a curse and that she was hung and that she was tried as a witch, you, it's kind of even got to go two ways, for me. I think. You think it's either going to be that she's, you know, a very tragic character and that she was persecuted and and wrongly killed or that there is an element of truth to it in a weird kind of vengeful way. Yeah. And 
the kind of the bit that we then get, which is why I thought, okay, we're going there, is um, you know, Sarah comes back into the town as uh, she sees Hannah. Um, and then Sarah says that she's actually, you know, if they basically, if they want a witch, I'll give them a witch. Yeah. And says that she's got to go make a deal with the devil um, and is going to kind of change things and is going yeah. to, you know, make the town suffer. So in my head, I was thinking, so this is the start of the witch then, you know? Yeah, she's, she turns herself into it to be like eventual. I was kind of expecting yeah, hang her to kind of come back. You said about that, but I was kind of expecting poss- the possibility that Hannah was going to be dead and that was going to spur her completely on kind of thing. Yeah. Hannah gets killed and she's like, that's it. Basically, I'm burning the shit out of this. But again, it subverts the expectation. Yeah. It doesn't go the way we expect. So she goes back, doesn't she? She yeah. goes back to see the old the old witchy lady the old widow, um, played the by the, like, the Mrs. Lane uh, from yeah. 1978. Yeah. Um, Nurse Lane. Um and she goes back there, and uh, Nurse Lane is throat slit, slit dead throat. on the ground. She finds blood on the book. Um, no, the book's gone. Oh, the book? Gone? Yeah, the book's gone. She gets blood off of something. Then she puts her hand on something, and there's like blood. And then she looks down and realizes. That I think she goes into where the, the book was, and there's blood in there, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she dead. <laughs> she d- she read. And then uh, now uh, I keep going to say Dina, but no, uh, but Sarah, Sarah uh, is now like, oh shit, well, okay, what do I do? And I think you can hear the villagers are somewhere near or something. She doesn't know if that's the, vill- the villagers who have yeah. done this. Um, whoever's taken the book. Whoever's whatever, but whatever's so she on. runs to Solomon, Solomon. She's confided in about having this dalliance with yeah. Sam earlier and being worried about causing the this. dowry that they are to be together. The dowry that they're to be together. And, um, you know, so, and then she goes to Solomon's and Solomon's is like, okay, you know, if they come here, we have to put you away. And he hides her away in like a little room, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and then his brother comes and, it's kind of saying, where is she? Let Roll me search the fight house. A little bit. Yeah, they have a little scrap. And then this is where the kind of next twist comes in, which I which I wasn't really expecting, to be honest. No, she well, she starts trying to hide and then finds, she finds a little way, doesn't she? Yeah, she, she finds a little, little, little gap. So she's like, oh, I'll, I'll get in here because uh, otherwise they're going to find me around here. So she goes down into this little passageway, which we very quickly start to realise, oh, shit, this is the... This is the cave. Yeah. This is where, well, this is the tomb that we've been like searching for. We were wondering where it would be, obviously, because we knew the camp was near. And we knew, yeah. You know, so we start looking around and there we do, we start to build our way into, and there we are in the tomb with the stones. Yeah. Um, and Pat had Cyrus Miller's name on the, yeah. on the, the first name the first on name, the stones. Cyrus Miller. Um, and then, obviously, it kind of it, it clicked with Sarah about what's going on, and it clicked with us, didn't it? We yeah. kind of looked at each other and were like, "Oh, I like that. I like that." Um, and we then see that kind of Solomon is kind of fed up with this idea of you know his wife and his child have died, which I don't think is anything to do with. Um, with well, there's a scene of him slitting someone's throat though, who we don't actually recognise who it is. It's the it's- widow. The widow? Yeah, it's the the widow he gets the book from. Oh, but it looked like it was in the cave, in the tomb. There's a shot when it looks like it just looked like. And so it. I assume that was his wife. No, it's in it's in, it's in the widow's uh, thing. Oh, because his family are dead way before. But he's yeah. kind of he's fed up of praying and try and hoping that his luck turns around, basically. Yeah. So he decided to make a deal for himself, and um, watching it back, which is something that I definitely think. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to watch the whole thing back now we've kind of done it because yeah. watching, you know, 1666 back on its own, I thought, you know, I've noticed that there are, there are hints and there are stuff like that where you see that Solomon is aware of what's going on. So yeah. when we find that it was, we see that it was Solomon who, who watched or, you know, was caught um, Hannah and Sarah together. And then obviously he killed the widow. He took the book. Um, but it's interesting because when we... Which uh, again proves that actually Mad Thomas didn't see anything. Because Mad Thomas wasn't. <laughs> wasn't I thought Mad Thomas... was only one person in the bush. Yeah, he just bush. assumed it was Mad Thomas and Mad Thomas just went with it. I think Mad Thomas saw them when they went when they were in the village. He might have seen them in he, the I village. I think he saw them in the village. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he did see yeah. them in the village, but they assumed he'd seen them in the bushes. They assumed he'd seen them in the bushes. It wasn't there. Uh, he wasn't uh, yakking it in the bushes. He wasn't yakking <laughs> it in the bushes. I mean, he might he probably <laughs> he was. Might, he might have been He seems the, the type to have been Just in the middle of the town square. <laughs> probably probably whacking it. He's mad Thomas. He's mad Thomas. crazy things. But there's so there's there's some interesting moments where where Sarah Fear is kind of saying that she believes that she's brought on this curse to the town. Yeah. And Solomon's saying to her, no, you have to willingly make, you know, you didn't willingly make a deal with, you know, with the devil. That's not how it works. And at the time watching it kind of went over my head, but watching it back, it's like, okay, I get this. I fuck with this. <laughs> and then obviously when it makes sense that Solomon is the first one to go into the church because he wants to see what's happened. And he yeah. wants to see, that he's made this deal because he's under the impression kind of that. That's why he's come back to it. Cause he said he wasn't coming back. He wouldn't enter the village half. Like yeah. he stayed far away from them for a reason. Now suddenly it's like, just as that happens, oh, he's back. Yeah. And it's kind of seeing this deal that he's made and seeing that it's worked and seeing the kind of repercussions from it. And then it's quite an interesting moment where, you know, Sarah is saying to him, you know, cause he says, what's, you know, what is one life every year or every couple of years? Yeah. And um, again, which uh, helps to kind of fill in because we were trying to work out, you know, we were trying to work out on a time scale of like yeah. how many years there were. And like in previous episodes, I was like, so how many is it between, like, is it every six yeah. years? Is it every four? It seems to be inconsistent. And this proves it is. Basically, it's whenever they want extra luck, they're like, let's go and get some more luck. <laughs> let's kill them. Um, <laughs> and he, you know, he says that, you know, what is one life? Um, and Sarah says, obviously, you know, he, he then killed 12 innocents, including her brother. And he's kind of, he makes, he, he, he does make kind of a fair point. And I can see, you know, Solomon's rationale behind this because he's saying, well, these people were quick enough to turn against you and to curse you and to run you out and to hang you, yeah, you know, for something. So are they really innocent? And then Sarah, you know, um, you know, Sarah and Solomon have this scrap and she goes through the cave and she's trying to get away. And it's the same place where, um, Cindy breaks out in seventy eight, um, but Sarah ends up breaking out into the into the church house where Cyrus Miller was, and as she's running out, um, she rips her hand off during the scrap with him, and as she's running out and yeah. she's about to well, say the, the Satan stone, the Satan stone, that's where yeah. she's against. So it gets gets caught and he crashes, he smacks down on her, and you just see her risk. Which it's, is out, it's pretty horrific. Yeah, it looks it's good. right there. It goes against the Satan stone. It basically, it, although it makes it sound like. Obviously, in the myth, in the in the story that they tell, it says that it was cut off. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it was actually more like kind of sliced and then pulled off yeah. against the rock. <laughs> um, and then obviously, when he uh, when he when she Sarah goes back to the village and she's just about to reveal that she's you know um, 
she's found Solomon that she's found that he's he's the reason behind it. He, he belts her one <laughs> and says that he's caught the witch. He yeah. kind of betrays her, and then you know, um, and then the hanging takes place, and they're about to hang Sarah and Hannah. Um, we start to get cuts between Sarah, the actual Sarah, this is the actual Sarah, the actual, and Dina, Dina the actress yeah. actually cast as Seraphia, and Dina's kind of, and we see her slipping back and forth. Yeah, as we get quite a nice kind of, it's pretty emotional. It is quite it? an emotional kind of as Sarah gives herself up yeah. for Hannah, uh, saying that she was the one that did everything basically. Uh, when she realizes there's nothing she can kind of do, except for basically just curse. The good family <laughs> cursed them, yeah. you know, cursed them all, cursed the town based on the fact of this, but mainly the good, fa- she, the yeah, good family. And I can't remember exactly kind of what she says, but, you know, obviously she sacrifices herself saying that, yes, she is a witch. She confesses to it. Um, and, that you know, she's vengeance from the grave and she's going to, um, you know, where, whatever the good family do, she's going to be there to overshadow it. And eventually the truth will catch, you know, will catch up and they'll be exposed. It definitely shows a bit of that, the way, why the towns have become split. Yeah. That basically the good family have, have made that, you know, have made, uh, is it Sunnyvale? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Let's know. But yeah, anyway, uh, basically to stay away from any of the grave burial grounds or any of that kind of side of town, I think, to basically stay away because they know that that's always going to be where they unleash the terror. Yeah. So they've split it in a very knowing way. They're basically, let's get all the rich and keep all the poor because they're they're basically, anyone could be on a sacrifice list on that side of town. Yeah. Um, and then after, obviously after the hanging, side. yeah, after the hanging, um, the kind of, the, the young people and the ones that we've seen in previous, um, you know, previous installments, yeah. you know, 94 and 78. Lizzie, Isaac, Hannah and Abigail, yeah. believe Sarah. <laughs> and they, they, you know, they dig her body up and give her a proper, a proper burial. burial. And they write the stone that says the witch lives forever. Yeah. But they also... Nicely kind of... And, well, this is something that I loved. Um, so um, Hannah buries her crown from the party. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's got the moss on it. Never, never, ever about a film have we ever got so excited about Moss. Literally, like, bit, we said this last time, but seriously, the squeal that Rob, like, I think you let out, like, yeah, like, a, uh, like uh, that's how the mo- that's how the Moss comes into yeah. kind of thing. It's grown and it's gone, you know. Um, but the but the good thing is, um, and that that could have been a pun, depending. <laughs> um, but the the interesting thing is that she says that she's got to follow good and the good family and the moss grows but it grows through the caves and it grows towards where the actual you know where the ceremony takes place and where yeah. the sacrifice you know where he gives the names so it's kind of i i quite like that she yeah. you know whether that's well it grows basically to the hand doesn't it, it connects it grows to the hand because that's why we didn't see it in it wasn't fully in the actual cave no but it, moss, kind of leads, but it a little bit. but when they were when Alice in it, that whole area was covered yeah. a bit of that, but it doesn't really, that's kind of where it started. It's almost connecting the moss is connecting. Yeah. Her body is connected by the moss from one part to the other, which is a really nice, and that whole sequence where it kind of changes and we follow it through the yeah. game. So really nicely, like kind of shot, uh, kind um, of scene. So we watched this and we, and we saw this scene and we thought it was the end. 
Uh, we were like, okay, so the whole kind of Sarah, you know, the whole Sarah fear and the whole curse, it's kind of, it's a red herring, basically. It threw us off the scent. And we were like, okay, that was quite cool. And then it just, and then it went 1994 part two. And we were like, what the fuck? And then yeah. we paused it. We were like, oh, we've still got 45 minutes left of this. Yeah, yeah. this is when we stopped for a second. We were like, oh, it felt like we'd been watching for, for longer than that. I mean, I mean, as I said, as I said, right back at the start, I, I, I like, I, I definitely enjoyed, uh, so to, to, to kind of finish 1666 yeah. and kind of leave that where it was, but 1666, I definitely enjoyed 1666. Um, although I definitely will say for some people, I think that it would be a bit of a, it is a bit, it is a big tonal shift. Definitely. If you're expecting another full on horror, and there are plenty of people out there who we've talked about these kind of alternative directors who make these kind of like slower, more thriller, more yeah. like, you know, slow building, more about suspense horror than it is graphic or killer or chasing kind of horror. Because there is no ki- there is no real killer, you know, necessarily in this. The, you know, Solomon yeah. Good is the overall uh, bad guy of this whole arc. But um, for some people, I definitely can imagine some people saying, because as we went, when we looked at our tweets and things like that, there had definitely been um, some early ones who thought 1994 was boring and dull. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people who much preferred 78, which we said was much more aching to a, a classic kind of slasher in a lot yeah. of ways. Even though 1994 was, it had a lot of slow parts, a lot of exposition, a lot of things like that. This one, again, is a completely different... I mean, I'd give them kudos just to the fact that they've made three very different yeah, styles. Definitely. And, and they've pulled them off. They've done them within the right... You know, they feel like the kind of genre they're doing. They've done them well. You know, they thought carefully about the music, the style. The yeah. The costumes, the setting. He's dying. Burpy boy. We need to burp Seb like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they've, they've really carefully uh, thought them through. But there's definitely some people who, again, are going to return to, if they didn't complete, if they thought the slower exhibition parts of 1994, I could definitely see those people necessarily not really enjoying 1666. That part of it anyway. Potentially. I mean... You know, because it is very broken up. But it... It definitely, um, you know, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it for that. I don't know if that had been, because it did feel like a thing, if that had been the entire thing, it, it definitely would have needed something else anyway, because it, was, yeah, it definitely, you. you know, it needed more of a, you know, minute to be a thing. You know. And I'm not going to lie that I'm not a little bit disappointed because there were so many other killers, obviously, and this isn't the end, so it's not the end of the killers, but... I was definitely hoping to see one of the other killers we'd seen a bit of backstory in 666. I wanted to see one of the other ones. Obviously, we get all the way back to Sarah Freer and the original Solomon Good, who is basically the original yeah. kind of... The OG bad boy. And, Miller, uh, and Pastor Miller, who is basically the OG, like one of these. Yeah. But he's not the same kind of killer killer like we get to see the other ones chasing after them. Well, I guess because it's a different... the main boys. It's basically. not the slasher kind of thing, is it? But, yeah, but there's but I mean there's a whole wall obviously of ones that we oh, don't know yeah. about. There's even more than the, the you know we've seen mainly those six killers, Pastor Miller, uh, also on top of that. Yeah, but there's obviously tons of, we have killers we haven't seen. Maybe they were just off too quickly to do anything. I don't yeah. know. But um, it definitely was a little bit like I, I kind of wanted to see say you know you know little Bat Boy or things like that. I want to see a little bit. Or there was the there's the tall one with the mask. Yes, yeah. who I thought would have suited because he kind of looked a little bit like a black. Plate, the yeah, plate it was a bit like a plate doctor. So I thought he might have been one that was coming into this one. So it was a little bit of me where I was like, oh, I wanted to, I did want to see the background of yeah. one of those a little bit more. Well, we'll, we'll touch on that in a bit. Um, 
because I mean we we'll finish with nineteen ninety four part, part two, two. Um, yeah. and it's fair to be fair, it's very action orientated. This part, this is where the you know yeah where the action it's definitely the why they've kind of up. the first yeah. part slow because they feel like they can lean in yeah. on. You know, and kind of the long story short is that they realise that you know the good the good family are responsible for for the, the shady side curse, and that each kind of firstborn of the generation has to repeat the ritual um, to keep the to keep their family in power and wealth, but to also keep Sunnyvale kind of where it is. Um, and there was one bit that I liked in particular, which is a flashback to Nick Good in seventy eight putting Tommy Slater's name on the wall, you know, yeah. you absolute snake. Um, you we, well, we get snake. a nice, like, we get so, like, some of the family. good time, don't we? Good. Yeah, the good Any of them played by Ashley Zuckerman, is it? Ash, is it Ashley, Ashley Zuckerman, yeah. yeah. Ashley Zuckerman, several of them played by that, which, you know, may or not, may, uh, may or not be a great idea. If they're planning on revisiting him, then they're going to have to hope that Ashley Zuckerman's happy to return, maybe, <laughs> if they want to revisit any of this and not age. Yeah. Um, but um, one thing I was going to mention, and I do feel like so that twist with you know between Tom Good and then them re- realizing it's Nick Good the sheriff, yeah. obviously, um, you know, or not quite kind of they do go straight for Nick Good. They don't really think about the other brother, no. do they? They just straight away like we know it's well. I think they realize that because, because you know he's so linked to kind of, well, they realize it's the first one who does yeah. it, and they don't know whether so much the other brother knows yeah. about it because it is it's the firstborn whose responsibility this is but i feel like so for, for some people say for some people i think that twist might be oh well it's, it's the ones in charge of the family. you've got the sheriff you've got the yeah. brother for some people they probably i mean i didn't get the the cop much in the i thought the mayor might have a cd but yeah. i didn't see i did cop. See you yeah. did you did, but in '78, with the reveal of Thing, I definitely started to think more about right. Here's this power family, and it definitely yeah. kind of clicked more in my head. For some people, they're probably going to be saying from the very beginning, "Oh, they I knew it was going to be the sheriff. I knew it was going to be the good family, either the mayor or the sheriff." And because the sheriff is more prominent, you know, yeah. because the actor is more prominent across the whole timeline, Nick Good, they probably said, "Oh, I know that this is going to be, you know, this is going to be the good family." Yeah. There are many people that say that, but I would kind of say on the Twitter side of that, and I said, yes, you might think, oh, it's a fairly obvious twist. But I think the reason it's not an obvious twist is because of how many good red herrings are thrown in there. Yeah, there's a because good couple we of think Sarah Fear herself is a good red herring. And as you as we showed earlier, she kind of throws us off the scent several times. Is she going to become a bad witch? Is she going to, go, yeah. is she going to be a witch of vengeance? You know, or, that is, kind of thing? or is she the tragic character? You know, and with Solomon and things like that, again, the actor himself just helps throw it off. Ashley Zuckerman does a good job of like actually being quite endearing. Yeah. You kind of like, you kind of want to like him, even though you know that Nick Good had that twist kind of thing. I guess, I guess again, all these things where they kind of throw it in your face. And because as a whole, all three parts have subverted, subverted expectations quite well. There's been yeah. scenes where like, this is how the classic horror would go. And then they flip it on its head. Yeah. So I think here with the Nick Good twist and things like that, I just think, I don't believe that anyone consistently throughout was like that. 100% is definitely how it's going to play out. There were probably a few people, you know. You know. I mean, that, there were, but, but I, I'd say I'd say oh, that's more talk. <laughs> maybe I'm sure there's lots of people for a second who went, oh, maybe she is, or maybe it, yeah, it kind of it threw them off enough. And that's all this needs to do. Yes, I mean, no one can rewrite the rule book. You know what I mean? Yeah, we know how horrors work. If you like horror films, there's a good chance that at some point you're sat there going, 
yeah, I know that's it. I bet that's going to be it. I bet yeah. that's going to be it. Just because you, just because you made the guess, what it's like, a, it's like watching a scream film and being like, oh, I think they're the killer, and then you make twenty other guesses. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I said it was I, them. I said, I said it. it was them in between my twenty guesses. That I that's, li- that's literally like me. Yeah, like you're saying. Oh, I guessed that from the beginning. I also guessed five people before that, twenty people after that. Yeah, but that's how it worked yeah. out. Um, so yeah, I just think I just think it's it's been it's been really well played out. Yeah, it, it's nice now in nineteen ninety four that we kind of get to ramp up towards that finale. Well, it, I mean, it kind of, it does kind of work well because I imagine that it it would almost be like when you know when previous characters have touched the the mound or the, the beating heart or whatever it is under the sit under the town or they've touched Sarah Fear's grave. It's been flashes. So it, it would imagine, I would imagine that, you know, from 1994 part one to 1994 part two, it is taking place in seconds. Yeah. And it does, you know, the, the, the kind of speed does then, and the action definitely picks up. Um, I mean, Ziggy kind of is shocked that you know that Nick and his family are the reason for her sister's death, but and then they all kind of decide that the way to stop the curse is to ultimately kill him. Yeah. Um, they know that they're at, it's now after Dina, so they kind of put her blood in, and they decide to. They just, I mean, for me, I wasn't overly huge on this part. I mean, I, it kind of works, um, but they decide that they they recruit Martin, who I thought. I, I thought Martin was a decent character, but it felt random his inclusion kind of in the end. At the last, like you said, the last brought minute. In, like, it, yeah, it does. It did feel a bit like, did you not have any other characters? Kind of yeah, like, I, not that they, not that there is any other characters, but it just kind of felt like, well, he's not really been part of this no, journey except for a little bit. Well, he's at the he's at the very opening of ninety four, yeah. and, and he's then been he's arrested, arrested all the time. And it would have been, and it would have been nicer to potentially have Martin in the whole film because he he I think he him having taken on you know the kind of um the the comic relief character yeah. could have potentially opened up Josh's character to be more interesting because Josh is kind of balancing comic relief with his own kind of character arc of bec- moving away from being this kind of shy almost like um That's, introverted yeah. character who just yeah. speaks to people online to coming you know, having his own character arc. And I think that Josh could have been made a stronger character if he didn't have to do so much of the, you know, the comic relief. I mean, Benjamin Flores Jr. played him well yeah. and he delivered. Um, but it, I think for me, it would have been good to bring Martin in potentially as more of the comic relief. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, I think Martin's brought in only because it kind of feels like only to resolve the whole, there's the little mystery around who's doing the spray paint that seems to be linking the words on the spray paint yeah. all over the town link to the words of Sarah Fear. Yeah. And you have the kids quoting it and stuff. And there's even one where it's in school, remember? And yeah, like that yeah school. that's true. So we have it early on. So it's kind of to resolve that, but it, it still just feels like a little bit of it. It still doesn't feel like enough reason for him to be. So you very much assume that he's a, he's a goner because he, he suddenly feels like cannon fodder. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And then we have, so the plan is that they draw the, you know, they draw the slashers um, or the Sunnyvale killers, you know, shady side killers, whatever we want to call Back them. To, let's go to the mall. <laughs> yeah, and they draw them into the mall. They lock them in there, and then they kill Nick. They're going to carry him, you know, in the blood, and then let the killers kill him. Um, and I, I kind of like the idea of the plan, and I like the throwback to Carrie because obviously there's the the bit in seventy eight okay. where Nick and Ziggy talk about doing that, and I really like that. But 
what doesn't make sense to me is that you have this, you know, some of the shady side killers. So, for instance, um, Tommy, who has, who's got an axe and shows himself as being quite capable. And then you have the big hulking dude with, the, like, the plague doctor yeah. mask. You would have thought that they would just be able to get their way out of the shops because yeah. they just have those kind of metal barriers. You know the yeah, thin metal barricade. The axe would have gone through it, and the other guy could potentially rip through there. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was. It wasn't clever. It was clever, but it wasn't like to have it as like its own little prison cell, basically, yeah. and bring it back to the mall where it all began, kind yeah. of thing. So you know, it kind of, and it was a very, you know, so very nineties shopping mall kind yeah. of. I mean, know, it, style. it worked, but I, I just felt like that. It felt some yeah. of them it felt like they could have just smashed they could have smashed their way out. Some of the. I mean, Ryan, who's kind of the skull face, kind of 90s ghost face killer, who's a lot smaller and agile, kind of made sense for him not to be able to. Um, but the rest, kind I of mean, not. there is one thing for me, kind of thing. I mean, I've got to be honest, throughout all of this, I was constantly, I know, yes, they're linked to the blood and things like that. But I think throughout all of these, I always kind of, we closest, and it's probably because the closest we got to it was in 78. Yeah. But I kind of just wanted to see some of these guys just get to go to town on a bigger group of people. Well, I'll bring that up in a minute. Um, let's finish up first. Well, I think it's related to the undead, though. That's what I, I that's guess kind so, of why yeah. I was going. Is the, uh, the undead were unleashed and brought, you know, they bring to them all. They have... They have squirt guns, you know, yeah. in the like super soaker nineties. Yeah, um, and they they and they've they've added some kind of luminous because I guess the lights are off in some parts. Yeah, um, and they spray that, and that's what brings all of the undead back once it's kind of started and unleashed and all that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously there's the bit where um, the uh, Ziggy kind of is used to kind of trap him in uh, to trap Nick, Nick in. Yeah. And she pulls the blood on, but you know they kind of uh, it. It goes on. It goes on Ziggy as well, and it you know it doesn't exactly go to plan. And, and Nick flees to the tunnels. And then there's the interest. There was a bit that I did quite like where they make the slashers. I keep calling them the slashers, and I'm just going to call them that because I want to. Um, but they make them fight, and that's quite a cool. Uh, was quite a cool scene. You know, they get the. Uh, oh yeah, I did. They like, put I did the, like that part. They that put was, the blood on them. That appeased my need for the, the for the, violence. The battle of violence. <laughs> the, um, Your blood first. Because, yeah, it, it, is, it is a blood first. It's just only because I guess you've got this big group of killers. And then it, it's, I guess it's just a little bit disappointing that they, it felt like they so easily could have ramped it up a little bit, the horror. It does start to feel a little bit like them battling each other was cool. But I gotta be honest, the death, like the few deaths that we do get at this point, and as we said, like in 78, some of the deaths didn't feel quite as inventive. The one thing 1994 did have that some of the deaths felt quite inventive at times yeah. or like well kind of placed 78 had one or two cool ones head you know made me around the, the head lopping and things yeah. like that but it, it did feel like not quite as inventive and then by this one when the policemen die it, it just feels completely tame like it just yeah like it feels like okay you've bought we were like okay these policemen are here just to die well, yeah we you know they're just there for absolutely the body fine with that but <laughs> if you're gonna bring in two policemen to die then make something impressive of it you know what i mean you've got You've got six serial killers yeah. all around. Well, one gets stabbed in the back, doesn't he? And then I can't remember what happens to the other one. I think he and there is still a bit of a confusion because they don't get blood on them. So, and we've said that they walk past. Like, they walked straight past Josh because he didn't have blood on them. Yeah. Policemen don't have blood on them, but for some reason these killers kill them. I think they were in the way of the people who had blood on, maybe. Yeah, I think so, but I st that's a little bit of an it was a little bit Because Josh was literally, like, right next to Tommy. 
you know, he, yeah, he had plot yeah. armor though. <laughs> yeah, know, he had but, plot armor. Yeah, he had plot armor, but yeah, that's what I mean. But it literally was a bit like, you know, what I mean, it's like kind of feels like, yeah, well, if if they're that close, like there's plenty of space in that mold to go yeah. around, you know, <laughs> if they're going to go past him. So that bit felt little, but I don't care because yes, I know, I know why they were there. They were to, there to die as policemen. But yeah. I just, I, 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 honestly, I don't really remember exactly how they died. I just know that it's very quick. And one it didn't stabbed feel very, back. Yeah, didn't feel very back. earned. It was all very, like, it, it felt like, and the cop had been in the previous, uh, one of the cops is, you know, the, I think the deputy sheriff or something like that who'd been in the previous one. And he's there for so short amount of time. Yeah. Um, when he had quite a moment in 1994 when they were in the police station, it just kind of felt a bit like, well, that's just a waste, really. Like, I was expecting, I was expecting a little bit more inventive than that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, when you've got all of these killers, if you're going to have one of them just happen to have well, then why can't we have, like, several of them go after one? <laughs> yeah, I don't You know, mean. several of them just, like, hone in, like, get out my way kind of thing, or or accidental, they get splattered. I would have preferred, actually, if Nick came in with them. I know he was incognito, but he could easily come up with an excuse for why they're in the mall and we need to be, you know, he's the sheriff. He's yeah. obviously used things to his tactic before. So if he'd come in with them and then that bucket had fallen down or whatever, you know, that kind of thing, they played it so they didn't realise, and then a bit of the blood splatters on the two cops. And, and then, then it's like, oh, shit. That like, would be quite They cool, all yeah. hone in. I just, and this was another thing where Ziggy, um, Ziggy, I think, um, although uh, the uh, I, I like the actress who uh, plays it, Gillian Jacobs. I like her in a lot of other things she's been in, uh, Community, things like that, yeah. uh, that I've seen her in. Uh, but it didn't really, her character kind of confused me at times. It kind of didn't seem like, like she's I, she's the recluse and then doesn't come the cruise, which of course we knew was going to happen. It's yeah. like that's it's classic like Sydney Prescott in screen scream free kind of thing. She's going to yeah. come out of it. Um, but I don't know. She just she went from like at times for a little bit. She did this heroic move with Nick, and then we get a moment a little bit later when they need to go and save Dina. Yeah, and her and Martin. Martin we expect to be he's played very much up as a wimp kind of in a yeah. way. Well, he's comic relief. But she it? completely is also the same. She just back off. And it's like, well, everything you've been to, that doesn't seem like the Ziggy. I know she's changed, but it but just it doesn't seem, seem like, like that, that Ziggy from 1978. It doesn't seem like the Ziggy you just sacrificed to, to like bring Nick towards her. Yeah. It just it, it seemed like a step back for her character. Yeah, it felt a bit inconsistent. You know? um, so, yeah, there was a little bit of the character that just a bit off. And it just this Ziggy, the Ziggy of 1978 was a like just was more interesting, I think. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I've... a bit more of a badass. Yeah. Well, this one seems a bit too tame. I like. Well, like you said, I like the recluse, and and then she comes out of it, and but she's yeah, she spent a long time. And she feels that hidden. she's the one to draw Nick in yeah. and do that. Um, but then yeah, when they kind of have to go, realize that they have to go out and face the killers and pass through to to allow Dina to kind of catch up with um you know to catch up with nick yeah there's that res you know hesitation to go which doesn't kind of seem very much like her and i'm sure she yeah. only agrees to go because josh has got to go out on his own or something yeah like that, you but know? i also feel like uh ziggy and nick ziggy and nick uh, in the overall story have had much more of a history yeah and in a way i kind of want to see ziggy be the one to take down potentially yeah end. same dina didn't feel earned for for nick she yes, she went through the story to find out about it, and she went through the stuff with Solomon in in like in in Seraphia's body. Yeah, you know, so there's that link of the same actor kind of thing. Um, but we do get this is when we get into the cave, and there's a you know a big battle for the the possession, the book, the walls, the like all of that kind of thing. Yeah, 
obviously all of these killers are released. We do see that the killer, that all of the killers are created when the earlier the killers were created. We do get to see that big blob creating lots yeah. and lots of them coming out, kind of thing. Uh, where to be honest, we expected to see even more of them because it looked like they were just going to pump out like half of those names. Just yeah, like a it looks whole, like a lot a raid of them. Uh, but we got the same the same slashes basically that we've seen. But that's not a problem. They're they're all cool. Um, and we just uh, we get so um, Sam also gets unleashed at this point. Yeah. So she's coming after Dina as well, and so she starts to pin down like Dina, and she's strangling Dina as yeah. she and. And Nick's uh, being a little dick. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think where we went with that with uh, Nick. Well, so Nick is obviously running through the caves, um, and you know, and then Sam kind of is possessed and goes into the into the cave as well. And um, Sam then fights Dina, and Dina's able to kind of snap her out of it, which. I get, but yet again, it felt that kind of inconsistent. it felt inconsistent because I feel like a lot of I, I mean, it's hard to say without seeing a lot of the other ones. But Tommy wasn't able to be snapped out of it, and no. Ryan wasn't able to be snapped out of it, and it just kind a of lot, felt. This is probably where people are linking it to like the love connection between Seraphia and Hannah, which I just don't think that that's a. Li- I, I, maybe they are trying to make that. But if they are, I'd, I'd say that that's a bit of a, a failed movement because it does, it's two different characters. They're not actually related by, like, you know, blood or anything like that. Which, they're not, yeah, I don't they're think not they're ancestors, I don't think. Blood, no. um, you know, they might be in some weird incesty this person, this person <laughs> way. Uh, actually, they can't be because Sarah feels dead. Yeah. And I can't imagine. I don't know what happened to Hannah Millis, but... Um, Probably, well, she's dead by yeah, 1994, yeah, definitely. She's dead by then, but I mean, I don't know if she had children or... Things like that, but still, it, it just uh, it definitely feels like a bit of a oh, that's a bit of an obvious move. Like yeah, she can break her out of it. That's um, and then obviously, and then that's the weird thing. Is, well, he, she, um, so obviously, she manages Dina manages to pull Sam and stop possessing her, and then he, she fucking smashes her head against a rock. Oh, and yeah, I said to you, I just that just killed her. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Just killed Sam She's doing that. Yeah, um, and then. And then she goes and fights Nick, and Nick is kind of getting the upper hand, but Dina manages to make Nick touch the kind of black oh, yeah. and he mess sees, being he hot. Sees everything he but, sees all yeah. the victims from the killers, like and Cindy then saw in yeah, NBA. and then um, so we see. I think we see Alice. We see you know we see a couple of them, um, and then we see Sarah Fear is one of them, and we get the voiceover of how you know of her last words about how she's got to follow the good family and how the truth will come out. And and then um, D, I think Dina stabs him in the eye with a pen. pen oh, maybe? yeah, she does. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and then the undead killers go away and the curse is over. And then the good family get exposed. And literally, so it turns out that this kind of ceremony bit is now under the good house, isn't it? Um, yeah. And oh, when, yeah. They, when they come up, they go out into um, Sunnyvale, and some and it's it looks all picture perfect and stuff like that and then somebody comes out of the driveway and just gets hit by a car <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. like uh, yeah what the fuck it's like well now that the protection of the kind of devil or whatever is yeah. is over it's now just like anywhere else anywhere else yeah Everything you know and isn't prosperous anymore. whereas they've all been yeah constantly yeah. prosperous 
Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like someone's going to now come out because, as you mentioned about Sam, she knocks her head on a rock because I feel like she only has a moment of laps, doesn't she? Yeah, she, she only has a little, break. No, she doesn't fully break. Um, she has a moment. Yeah, so just to say, we probably she made doesn't it, fully get out of it. Yeah, we probably made it, it sound like there was so it, like much Like she there. was free, but uh, it's still... Um, yeah. It's still just quite... It just still seemed like quite an odd moment. But yeah, you see, I couldn't remember Nick's and you'd think there's something in the eye, but again, it just felt a little bit anticlimactic, his death like that. No, I wasn't too um, against I mean, it. I liked the whole Sarah Fear part, but I would have preferred that Sink House, you know, a bit of a dragged into something or taken away by so You know, I remember thinking a ghost Swayze, yeah. like the, uh, you know, the oh, guy that gets badass. pulled away by the, by the, the ghouls. Yeah. Um, I like it, but I quite like that. Because Solomon is like, you know, what's one life for this? One life every few years. And I, and he, you know, and I quite like that the whole of the good family have been detached from the, you know, from the consequences of their actions. Yeah. So him seeing all of the victims of his family yeah. and kind of his last moments of being yeah, that I, suffering, I really like that part. Know? I just, I just wanted the extra, like, it would have been, yeah, it would have been or cool. Or even if that, I don't know what that weird thing was, but I was kind of almost expecting it to literally like swallow eat him, yeah. take him in or something like that. That would like, cool. it's over kind of thing. But I guess, I mean, um, ideally I don't or, like Ziggy to kill him. Yeah, is what that's what I mean. In my head, I would have liked to have just seen her final, like, like maybe more of a moment where Sam didn't break the thing and she was kind of held down, you know, like got into the thing, like them fighting. Dina pushes him on, he touches that, he sees that, he's kind of stunned for a moment kind of thing. And then he still, he's, maybe it's a moment to see that Nick still hasn't learned his lesson kind of thing. Yeah. He still turns away from that and he's still just as much of a prick. Yeah. You know, so, like showing that he is basically purely been made evil by this no matter even if he sees all of that horrific thing which you'd think would change him yeah it would have been nice to see that moment where he turns around and basically like in a moment where dean is basically held down and being killed by sam that's when ziggy comes in and just About swipe one <laughs> that down he goes good. like yeah there's just some of those in your head that just like it could have been a bit grander a little yeah. bit rushed to the finish kind of so, it does yeah. feel a little bit like rushed at time to get to this kind of point uh, that kind of just end. I don't know why, because it's part two, 94. We've still got... No, lots of people are going to say this feels disconnected. This feels more like a you know a TV series or yeah. a thing that it would, it could have been released in just parts of a TV series or something. Well, I guess um, that was the, the idea behind releasing the three films, but it, wasn't that? But yeah, but it, it does work as it is. It just does feel a little bit like it's got to get to that kind of finish. Um, but not that it is finished. <laughs> because... Well, we don't know. So obviously, you know, we see that everybody goes about their lives um, and, you know, the good family get exposed, which is, you know, like Sarah Fear said, the truth comes out, um, you know, the legend of, I don't know if the legend of Sarah Fear stays, but Nick is, you know, Nick Good becomes known as well of this, you know, as a serial killer. Yeah. I don't think everyone would believe that the family were behind all of it, but, you know, the good family are exposed. Um and you know martin is trying to sell some weird ass like cd player or something (laughs) i don't know if it was yeah i didn't know if he said like he saws everything inside there i didn't know if it was a cd player if it was like the first idea of like a a storage like like an iphone yeah that kind of thing like and then what i did like was then kind of dina and sam you know they go and have a picnic at sarah fear's grave and then because there's a bit in 94 you know when she says that I can't remember when exactly it is, but she says, you know, they'll have burgers and they'll listen to the Pixies and chill. And then they have burgers from some, a burger royalty 
Yeah. Um, which we, I don't think we we're allowed to say. I don't know where we're sat. You can say it. Well, Burger free King. publicity for yeah, that. Yeah, Burger King. Um, and it's very, it's very cleverly hidden because obviously I don't think they could like, I don't know if they had it, but like you can't see it, but you could just see the logo and King at the bottom. Yeah. And it's quite funny. Um, and then the Pixies plays as the outro. Yeah. And then we get a mid credit scene where um, we see that the cave is empty because when Nick died, you know, the, the, summoning site disappeared and the, the weird blob heart thing disappeared but the book stayed there and we were like fucking take the book and burn yeah. it yeah but, oh yeah when, when dina and that were leaving there's like a candle in the middle of the floor and i'd be like right first thing i'm doing is i'm up. picking up that <laughs> candle and i'm taking it to that book yeah um and it also again little inconsistency like i don't know a little mid-credit scene thrown in maybe just as a teaser maybe they didn't think it out fully but like the police had wrapped up all of the tape and things like that. The book isn't pinned down. If anything's not pinned down, it's going to storage locker yeah. in a police station. So why the book's still there <laughs> when everything else is covered in police tape? The police wouldn't go leave it there. It's because you know, <laughs> as far as they're like as far as they seem concerned, they're pretty much. I'm assuming this is being put down as just Nick Good serial killer. Yeah, they're not thinking any deeper into it than that. No. The police probably wouldn't believe it any deeper than that. But we see a hand take the book, yeah. and it, you can't really make out whose hand it is. There's no distinguishing features no. for any of the characters. Um, we so so basically, we now know we've I've had we've had uh, Leah Janik. I've already seen has already come out and said that they've got plans for way more stories. Yeah. So they've got. So this is not. A contained, and I don't actually know how long the Fear Street books are, so I don't know. There oh, might maybe. be way more Fear Street books we might have to, look um, to kind of look into because I, yeah, I don't know how many there are. I know. Um, yeah. Well, per- personally for me, um, I I would like if they're going to make more stuff. I don't think because I have seen that Lee um, Janik has said that there is potential for futures, and it depends on streaming numbers and all that shit. Yeah. Um, would I like to see them return to this story in Sarah Fear? Not particularly, I think. No. They've, one of the things, that that's why I didn't talk about it earlier when you were talking about seeing all of the killers. There's potential to have some kind of anthology series. Yeah, and each episode is based around one of the killers. Yeah, and it's just about them surviving. As, you know, I think the story of Sarah Fear is kind of wrapped up quite nicely as well. I think to go back and to, to kind of continue with these characters... I can't see how it would be good. I think a I, lot. I think I Josh mean, and Dina and Sam, you yeah. know, had had great closures. I know that there's a scene where because um, we get to see everybody. I know there's a scene where Ziggy goes and visits Nurse Lane um, and gives her, you know, a book or a diary and whether she's explaining what's happened about, to yeah. her. So I think everybody, um, you know, everybody we even got ra- the Josh reveal that. The, a girl at his school is it's actually the, the, the person dude, he's yeah, typing We expected that to be something more sinister or creepy. We did, it, it was just it was just a girl. That just was another girl to, who speaks medieval. You know. um, and yeah, so I think I wouldn't want personally. I wouldn't want to see them kind of go back to this. No, I I, I mean I'd quite like as we said. I think our favorite part, um, you know, and we've seen lots of mixed opinions on these, but uh, I think both of our favorite part was the second part, nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, I think 1978 was our favorite like 
I think, uh, you know, well, what I seat. think, you know, I, I think I like, obviously as a whole, I think it will be great. And we're both going to go back and probably watch all three yeah. parts now, I'm assuming, because I want to see the whole thing play out in one go just to see, you know, what I catch, what I see. And I think it was almost intended to be seen in that way. That's like the one nice, whole. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's worth a watch and a rewatch, I think, to kind yeah. of pick up on these things. Um, so from the general consensus, what I've seen online, um, is that you know a lot of people think that 78 is is top and then 66 1666 and then 1994 um over on our twitter at cmth podcast you know that i'll put what we're going to be talking about and i'll read out you know whichever what kind of replies we get i forgot that we were recording today um (laughs) because i was at the wedding and i was driving back and it's i mean it's ridiculously fucking hot it's it's been like 30 degrees um so i only put up that we were doing you know fear street 1666 before um so we only had one reply um and that was call me snake about snake plissken obviously shout out (laughs) um you said that you know it was good they felt that you know 1666 was the weakest part they still enjoyed it but they liked 78 the best and that is from what i've seen the general consensus what's your personal rank at heaps um yeah, I I think um, so. It's so like I think seventy eight only yeah. because I. But this is more like it depends on what you're looking for. But I think, I mean, part of me just kind of wants to see this classic slasher, and it's the one that yeah. plays out the closest. But also, I think it has the best character development and gives the best time. It plays out in the best way. That forty minutes before, some people might think is slow, but I think it's a good time to learn about the camp. I yeah. like the environment. And as I said, I, I think it's like a better written Friday the 13th film. Kind of yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> we, if it had a few more in, inventive deaths, it would be a well-written Friday the 13th <laughs> film. Um, or at least se- sequels and things like that. Um, I think I'm going 78, 94 and 66. Although I really enjoyed the last part. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's hard not to feel a weird tonal shift. And I think at the same time, it's also a case of um, I just feel like it kind of just gets to this like quick finish. And I think I definitely think for for some people, it might not be as as perfectly finished off a bit of a quick a bit, you know, to that ending yeah. kind of thing. Um, but that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it because I enjoyed yeah. all three parts. I thought all three were good. I definitely do say that the first part what did have its very slow moments. Yeah. But when it was when it was properly kicking in with the slasher and building that mythology. And remember, this one had the hardest job to do, I think. The first part is always the hardest. Yeah, to build. To build the mythology. And the it, because of that first one, that's why the mythology overall works so well, because we had all those hints to build that we're literally linking between each one, which is done so well. And um, as before that, we were talking about the thing, I would love to see more. But I kind of want more of the 78. I want more of those killers. And I want to see standalone. Yeah, I'm not that interested. My thought is that I think that they may try to continue this story while also linking back to other killers. That's my To show other things. So I feel like, but I feel like if we're going back, I'm not really that interested. In, I gotta be honest, I'm not that interested in seeing Dina and Sam and that again, to be honest. Well, I, I think, think the story's wrapped up with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I would much rather just see standalone with the killers kind of thing. I want to know Ruby Lane's proper story. Yeah, I want to I want to know that boy with the bat because there's nothing really told about him. So you've got an open book there of interesting 
it's a child, you know what but, I mean? That's creepy as fuck. Yeah. You know, with the, a child that gets possessed slowly bit by bit and turns into that. You and you've got to think. Well, I'm assuming it's a child. It could yeah. be a midget in a well, mask. Well, it could be. But what of the goods has got to be fucked up to put a child's name on. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's what I mean. Which I quite like. A little child that pissed him off. Yeah. But, <laughs> little fucker. Yeah. Well, I'm really struggling with my, you know, with my ranking. 78 was the, the, the top for me. I did. I did quite like um, sixteen sixty six, um, but I, you know, I thought that the the opening of ninety four was and the first act was great, and the ending was kind of good. But I don't know. I think I think right now I'm going to give it so seventy eight uh, gets the first place prize, um, second place goes to sixteen sixty six, and then third place nineteen ninety four. It might, it yeah. could change next week. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely think it, it all depends. I think because we're classic lovers of slasher, it was, I'd say it's always going to lean on the one that felt the most slasher. And yes, the first one was kind of scream slasher, but it pulled it off fairly well, but not perfectly well. Yeah. As I think 78 pulled it off perfectly. Yeah. Um, I think it might also be because 78 is the most standalone. It could kind of work on its own. Yeah. But, I know yeah. there's the extra mythology of the thing that we don't know about. Um, but overall, I think the rankings kind of thing because I f- I do think one doesn't completely work without the other. No, you know, I think it's the closest to a standalone, but it's not a standalone. Because no. There's still a lot of questions on either side that you'd have. You'd be like, who yeah. the hell are these people if you hadn't watched the first one? And you'd also be like, where the fuck's it going next <laughs> if you didn't have any yeah. else? So I do think it's hard to say when it's part one, part two, and part three. It's a planned trilogy. It, it yeah. kind of needs to come as a whole. But it I mean? works well together, and I think each part is retrospectively slightly better. Now it's all complete. I expect to think 1994 is better once I rewatch it kind of thing. Because yeah. more I've watched it, the further away I've got from it, the more I thought, oh, I think there were quite a few problems there. Uh, however, I do think revisiting it, I might enjoy it a bit more now that I've kind of seen the whole story and I get to kind of enjoy like, oh, I know where that's going with that. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah. So um, overall, it was a, I think it was a lot stronger than I expected it to be. And me. When I first heard about it, I thought, yeah, this is right. This is up my alley because it's a slasher. It's a it's a it's a mythology based. I, I like that, but I expected it to be pulled off with quite poor actors, teen actors, Same. things like that. And I expected it to be because it was R.O. Stein. I expected it to be maybe a little bit cheap at times or things like that. And for the most part, CGI, practical and practical effects were both fairly good. The actors all did a pretty good job. Yeah. Most, mo- for the most part, the sets you know. and the costume design were class. Yeah, got a good array. Of, there were a good array of actors in there, and the story worked well. I'm not saying there couldn't have been some better bits and some stronger writing at some points, but overall, I think we've all been treated to something that is far better and will be looked at as fairly well remembered. To be honest, yeah. for a Netflix one as well. Remember how much shit they pump out? <laughs> yeah, they do. Pump There's out a lot, lot of yeah. shit. If you watch most of their movies, to gotta be honest, it's it's like one in ten good. good. Yeah, <laughs> so we've been quite lucky, I guess. Um, but I guess that has got to finish today's episode, unless you have anything else to add, Epo. No, I'm just saying I would. I'd like more free week events of horror stuff. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I'd like more of this kind of thing. It's just it's nice to have to look forward to like a slasher each week or just a horror story that you what you're invested in. So I'm definitely up for more. Yeah, I want more, but maybe not continuing these characters, but more anthology. Because there's a they keep could, building. There's yeah, more. There's building. more there in different ways, you know, yeah. the other twists and turns. Um, but I guess that's got to wrap up the show. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, 
if you want to let us know your thoughts on the trilogy, your rankings of them, come over and uh, let us know on Twitter at CMTH Podcast and on Instagram at CMTH Podcast. Uh, thank you again for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button and leave us a kind review as it always helps us climb the charts. And we're approaching our one year anniversary, aren't we? One year anniversary and 1,000 listens. Yeah. As well. So thank you for sticking with us and we will see you again shortly. Goodbye.